Shabbat Shalom, my beloved brethren. Today's lesson continues last week's lesson about the Ten Commandments of God given to Moses, written on stone tablets. The Ten Commandments opening phrase is widely understood as moral imperatives by ancient legal historians, Jewish scholars, Christian scholars, and post-reformation scholars. As translated in the Bible, I am the Lord thy God. Many Bible translations use the title of the Lord in capital letter. It means that the original Hebrew text containing the tetragrammaton representing the particular name of the Hebrew God, Yahuwah. So the first commandment says, I am Yahuwah, your God. The Israelites should, have, should not doubt the identity of the God who brought them out of slavery in Egypt, out of the house of bondage. The meaning signifies that Yahuwah is claiming the Israelites nation as a people chosen to serve him. It leaves no doubt about the name of the God they were to worship. There were many gods in the land of Egypt, also in the land given to them, Canaan, there were many gods. Each with particular names. For I, Yahuwah, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children on the third and fourth generation of those who hate me and showing loving kindness to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. History distinguishes Yahuwah from the gods of Egypt, Canaan, the gods of the Gentile nations, and the gods worshipped as idols, starry hosts, or things found in nature, and the gods known by other proper names. So our distinguished almighty Yahuwah demands exclusive allegiance from us. In our lessons today, we will look at the second commandment of Yahuwah. What is the second commandment? In the book of Exodus chapter 20, verse four down to five, we can read the following. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, Yahuwah, your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. So what is the second commandment? 
The second commandment of Yahuwah says, you should not make yourself idols. Create the image of anything in the heavens above, on the earth, or from the water. And you should not bow yourself down to these images or worship them. Why shouldn't we make idols or create images for worship? We shouldn't create idols or images for worship because Yahuwah is our God and he is a jealous God. Yahuwah will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. The first commandment was about who we must worship. And that is Yahuwah because he is our maker. We are the clay and Yahuwah is our potter. The second commandment is all about how we must not worship. And what is the wrong way of worship? The wrong way of worship is to use images to worship. We should not bow down to any idol or image. Why must we not use images? For this, for the answer to this question, we go to the book of Acts chapter 17, verse 29. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold, like gold or silver or stone an image made by man's design and skill. Why must we not use images? We must not use images because we must never think that God can ever be an image of gold, silver, or stone made by man's design. What are we doing when we think that an image made by man's design can be like God? When we think that an image made by man's design can be like God, we reduce the divine being of the true God. We develop a corrupt concept of God. Yahuwah, the only true God is incomparable and has no equal. What is the inclination of many people? In the book of Exodus chapter 32, verse one down to four, it is written, when the people saw that Moses had not come down from the mountain, but was staying there a long time, they gathered around Aaron and said to him, we do not know what has happened to this man, Moses who led us out of Egypt. So make us a God to lead us. Aaron said to them, take off the gold earrings which your wives, your sons and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all the people took off their gold earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took the earrings, melted them, poured the gold into a mold and made, made a gold bull calf. The people said, Israel, this is our God 
who led us out of Egypt? What is the inclination of many people? Many people are inclined to have a God that can be seen and handled. What proof this inclination? The, the inclination was proven when the Israelites requested Aaron to make them a God to lead them because Moses took too long to return from Mount Sinai. While waiting for Moses, what did the people of Israel do? While waiting, the people of Israel decided to create a golden calf and call it their God. What does this reveal about human nature? With this, human reveals that they prefer a God they can see. It is challenging and complex for humans to follow an invisible God. Why is it challenging and complex for some human beings to follow a visible God? It is challenging and complex because most people do not have that kind of faith. For this reason, many religious, many religions use idols and images. What did the people of Israel realize after this? After this, the people of Israel realized that Yahuwah God hated it when they use images. Yahuwah God became angry and Yahuwah punished the people of Israel. Did Israel learn to reject idolatry? For the answer to this question, we go to the first book of Samuel, chapter 8, verse 6 down to 9, where it is written, Samuel was displeased with their request for a king. So he prayed to Yahuwah, and Yahuwah said, listen to everything the people said to you. You are not the one that have, you are not the one they have rejected. I am the one they have rejected as their king. For since I brought them out of Egypt, they have turned away from me and worship other gods. And now they are doing to you what they have always done to me. So then listen to them, but give them strict warnings and explain how their kings will treat them. Did Israel learn to reject idolatry? No. The people of Israel did not learn to reject idolatry. However, they requested Samuel to give them a king they could see. What did Yahuwah God say to Samuel when they made this request? Yahuwah said, you are not the one they have rejected. I am the one they rejected as their king. And what else did Yahuwah say to Samuel? Yahuwah also told Samuel that since he brought them out of Egypt, they turned away and worshiped other gods. And now they are doing, this to, they are doing to Samuel 
what they have always done to Yahuwah. How does Yahuwah consider the people of Israel desire to have a visible human leader? The desire of the people of Israel for a visible human leader to be their king in the sight of Yahuwah is considered idolatry. Yahuwah doesn't tolerate affection for any other gods. And their desire for a visible human leader is equal to rejecting Yahuwah. Why did the Israelites reject Yahuwah, God, as their leader? They could not accept having Yahuwah, God, as their leader because he is invisible. Similarly, today, we also have people who prefer a human leader over an invisible God. However, nowadays, how careful must we be? Nowadays, we must be careful not to turn our human spiritual leaders into idols. When can a leader become an idol? In the book of Isaiah, chapter 42, verse 8, it is written, I am Yahuwah, that is my name. I will not give my glory to anyone else, nor share my praise with carved idols. When can a leader become an idol? A leader can become an idol when we start giving them the glory that belongs to Yahuwah. To whom must we give glory and praise? We must only give glory and praise to Yahuwah, our God. We must have faith in Yahuwah, even though he is invisible and can't be seen. How does one give glory to someone else? When one starts to emphasize someone else's name and attribute the treasures of Yahuwah to that person, they are giving them the glory that belongs to Yahuwah. But what must we never do? We must never promote the name and or image of our spiritual leaders. We should never give them the glory that belongs to Yahuwah. My beloved brethren, I thank you for listening to me so far. The remaining part of this lesson will be brought to you by our beloved brother. Thank you for listening. A blessed Sabbath to everyone. Uh, we are studying commandment number two of the Ten Commandments. In our previous lesson, we talked about commandment number one, and it is our priority to be loyal to, to be committed to worshiping Yahuwah Abba. Commandment number two is about the proper way to worship him, because after all, if we are to worship him in a way that does not please Yahuwah, then the purpose of our worship was not fulfilled. And so we found out today, according to commandment number two, that when we worship Yahuwah, we must not create idols for themselves. It is unfortunate that the tendency of human beings 
even in the process of worshiping Yahuwah, is to create an idol for themselves. One way by which people do this is by using images, using statues in worshiping Father. We are not going to do that. Another way is by showing devotion and affection to their spiritual leaders in such a way that they end up worshiping and idolizing those who lead them in the faith. And so if we're being influenced by our spiritual leaders more so than Yahuwah himself, if we seek to please those who lead us instead of Yahuwah, then we are also involving an image or we are creating an idol in our worship of Yahuwah. This is why we have to be careful. We have to be aware. We need to make sure when we worship Yahuwah Abba, we do so in a pleasing and acceptable way to him. Now, how else can a person end up creating an idol even in worship? Let's read the book of Romans chapter 1, 25 and 28. They exchange the truth about God for a lie. They worship and serve what God has created instead of the creator himself, who is to be praised forever. Amen. Because those people refuse to keep in mind the true knowledge about God. He has given them over to corrupted minds so that they do the things that they should not do. What is the warning of the Apostle Paul? Even when it comes to worshiping Yahuwah, our Father, we have to be careful that we do not end up worshiping what is created instead of the creator himself. Is this not the tendency of human beings? What Yahuwah has created, that is what people worship. Why is that? Because created things can be useful and they want more of it. They want to control it. And so instead of worshiping Yahuwah, they end up worshiping created things. This is why when we study pagan religions, what do they worship? They worship the moon, the thunder, they worship nature, right? But we as people of God, we don't worship what is created, we worship Yahuwah. Now one might say, well, I'm not going to worship the moon. I'm not gonna worship the sun, I'm not gonna worship the mountains. I worship Yahuwah God. That's good. However, what must we also keep in mind concerning that which is created by God? What is considered as a creation of God? The blessings that we have, the gifts that we have. Sometimes when someone has been blessed by Yahuwah, people end up worshiping the blessing instead of, of the one who blessed. When we are given gifts, sometimes we end up worshiping the gift instead of the giver. And so when we worship Yahuwah, it should not be for the purpose of obtaining a gift, for obtaining a blessing. No, because when we worship and we have in the back of our mind, I'm going to worship only because I want to be blessed by Yahuwah, then we are not practicing true worship. We are creating an idol for ourselves. Brethren, it's good to be blessed, but our purpose of worship should be to please Yahuwah, not just to be blessed. If Yahuwah chooses to bless us, praises be unto him. But let's not create an idol out of our blessings. Let us not worship the blessing. Let us not worship the gift that Yahuwah has given to us. What also is a possibility? of creating an idol even when we worship Yahuwah. Let's read the book of Genesis 11, 3 down to 4. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city 
with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. You know, this passage is all about what the people decided to do after the deluge, after the universal flood. And so after the flood, there were eight people left and soon they began to multiply a little bit. And what did they decide to do? Well, they decided to disobey Yahuwah's will. What was the command of Yahuwah to those who survived the deluge? Bible says they are to build, they are to scatter all over the world to repopulate the earth. This is what Yahuwah wanted them to do. But what did the people decide to do instead? Bible says that these people said to themselves, they spoke among themselves and said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. And this is what they preferred. Instead of pleasing Yahuwah, they wanted to please themselves. What did they want to build? They did not want to build a life according to the commands of Yahuwah. Instead, they wanted a build to build a tower to rise above the heavens so that they don't have to obey Yahuwah. You know what this is called? This is called pride. You know, when a person suffers from pride, their priority in life is not to praise the name of Yahuwah, but to create a name for themselves. Brethren, there's nothing wrong with aspiring to be good at what you do, right? It's a good thing that we do that. However, we have to be careful of pride when we seek our own praise instead of praising Yahuwah. Is it possible that even in the process of worship that we could end up like this? Yeah, I mean, why do we worship? Why do we sing hymns? Why do we lead in worship? Why do we preach the commandments of God? If we are worshiping together, but our purpose is to promote self, if our purpose is to tell to the people, look at me, look what I'm able to do, what are we doing? We are making a name for ourselves instead of pleasing Yahuwah. You see, there are these small, subtle things that we may end up doing. And so instead of pleasing Yahuwah, we end up causing the Father to be angry with us. This is why we have to be mindful, not just of how we worship Yahuwah Abba. We need to be mindful of who we're becoming when we worship the Father. And so we need to know what's the proper way for worship. How can we worship Yahuwah in a way that pleases him? Let's read what it says in the book of Romans, chapter 12, 1 to 2. So then, my friends, because of God's great mercy to us, I appeal to you, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service, pleasing to him. This is the true worship that you should offer. Do not conform yourselves to the standards of this world, but let God transform you inwardly by a complete change of your mind then you will be able to know the will of god what is good and is pleasing to him and is perfect so apostle paul teaches us how we worship yahuwah in a way that pleases him how do we do this bible says we need to be dedicated to him not to ourselves not to idols or images not to a spiritual leader not to the blessing or gifts that Yahuwah can give. We are to dedicate ourselves in pleasing our Father in heaven. Is this how we worship Yahuwah? 
Are we worshiping Yahuwah in a way that pleases Him? What do we need to understand about true worship? You see, true worship is not just about doing. It's about becoming. What do you mean? True worship is not just praying together. True worship is not just meeting together in a gathering. True worship is not just studying the word of God. No. True worship is not just about doing. True worship is about becoming. Becoming who? Becoming a living sacrifice to our Father. You see, if we go through the motions of worship, but fail to become a living sacrifice to Abba, then we have not practiced true worship. True worship is only done when we become a living sacrifice before Him. What does it mean to become a living sacrifice before Yahuwah? We seek to please Him, and we seek to know and do His will daily in our life. This is why true worship must connect what we do when we gather together and what we do when we are not congregating together. True worship is not just about singing hymns. True worship is not just about praying. True worship is not just about studying together. True worship is about a changed life. Because if our lives does not change, if our lives is not committed to Him, then our worship becomes worthless. You know, the best thing we can do for our children, the best thing we can do for ourselves and our children is to worship God and to live our life in a way that shows we are true worshipers of God. Because when our children see that, they know we're not just saying that we worship God. We're living what we say when we worship God. And that is impactful and powerful in the family. One of the worst things, unfortunately, that we can do is to worship God in action. We go through the motion of worship, but then we live a life that is displeasing to Abba. You cannot disconnect the two brethren. We must always keep in mind when it comes to true worship, it's not just about doing, it's about becoming. We need to become sons and daughters of God who are living sacrifices before him. Now, what is the warning of Yahuwah? If we do not take this kind of worship seriously, let's read the book of Exodus 24 to 5. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them for I, Yahuwah, your God, am a jealous God and will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected. Even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. What is the warning of Yahuwah? For the parents who may be here. And they do not take seriously the command of worshiping Yahuwah in a way that pleases him. In a way that shows love and affection for him. The Bible says their sins is going to affect the entire family. And we can see this play out in many households when people reject the commandments of God, when people neglect true worship. It doesn't just affect those who neglect them. It affects the entire household. Brothers and sisters, we all know 
the judgment day is at hand. All the signs are being fulfilled. It's like our Father is taking us on the fast track for our salvation. Everything is happening with great urgency. And so we need to do our best to worship Yahuwah and to please Him, to make Him our priority and to show this to our children. Do you know what Yahuwah says? When He sees His people <laughs> worshiping Him in such a way that pleases Him, they obey all His commands. This is what He says. We read verses 4 to 5. This is written in verse 6. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations from those who loved me and obey my commands. This is what our Father is saying to those who worship Him, to those who dedicate their life in obeying His commands. He will lavish His unfailing love. Brothers and sisters, if there should be a motivation and purpose for worshiping Yahuwah, it should be to receive and to feel his unfailing love. There is no greater blessing than that, to receive the Father, to worship the Father, and to have him embrace us in worship. Brethren, this is what Yahuwah wants to do. But because of the greatness of his love, we also know what he wants to do for those who love him. Bible says, I will lavish love, not just for them, but for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. The best thing, the greatest thing that we can do for our household, for our children, is to show them that our life and its purpose is about worshiping Yahuwah, about keeping his commands. Because when our children see us, not just going through the motions of worship, but actually living according to his commands. It has a powerful effect on their life. And Yahuwah will bless them as well. And why must we make a commitment in worshiping Yahuwah, in worshiping him in a way that pleases him? Let's read the final passage of our studies today. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers. We bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone as though we had never been here. But the love of Yahuwah remains forever with those who fear him. The salvation extends to the children's children. What is the promise of our father Yahuwah for those who are committed to him, who worship him in a way that pleases him? Bible says that his love will remain forever even after we pass. Something we need to understand about our life, our life here on earth is very short. It's very fragile. Bible says it's likened to grass. Why does it liken it to grass? Because we bloom and then we die. The wind blows and we are gone. Bible's telling us life is short. We need to make it matter. We don't know how long we have left on this earth because life moves so fast. Those who have children, we know how time passes by. It just seems not too long ago when we were cradling them in our arms. They were infants. 
they became toddlers, they became teenagers, now they're adults. Time will come when eventually they will leave the home, start their own family. Maybe there are those who are going to go to college and step away from the household for a while. Life happens. People leave. But the best thing, the number one thing we can do for the people we love, for our children, is to teach them about the commands of Abba, to teach them to worship Him. You know, sometimes when our kids are born, we have these dreams for them. Oh, I want them to become a lawyer, to become a doctor, to become an engineer. There's nothing wrong with that. But brethren, beloved parents who are here, those are only secondary. Secondary. What is primary, what is most important, is that they become true worshipers of Yahuwah and Yahushua. You see, when our children grow up and they become true worshipers of Yahuwah and Yahushua, it doesn't matter what the secondary may be. Because when they grow up worshiping Yahuwah, dedicating their life to Yahuwah, obeying His commands, the love of Yahuwah will remain forever with them and they will receive the salvation of Abba. Brethren, that last trumpet is going to be blown. And our desire is when that last trumpet is blown, all of us who belong to Yahuwah, we parents, who have children, we will be together and we will worship him forevermore. This is what we ought to pray for. This is what we need to live for, to worship and to please our Father in heaven. Let us stand and we shall pray to our Father together. Everlasting Abba, loving Yahuwah Elohim in heaven, you are so good. Because even though we do not deserve you, you bring us on to yourself. As people, we fail. We are the first to confess that to you. We make many promises. We say many things. When we get ourselves in trouble, we approach you and make many promises that if you will do this or if you will do that, we will commit ourselves to you. You always deliver. You always provide. You're always there to comfort, to care, to count our tears. You are near us when people leave us behind. When we are rejected and neglected, you are there by our side to comfort, to sustain us. How we wish we can say to you that we are able to be perfect before you. We cannot say that. We know we are sinners. We know at times we live according to the flesh. Have mercy upon us because we know a changed life. That is the best expression of worship that we can offer to you. Help us to fulfill this. We will do our best. If we falter and stumble, have mercy. Forgive us. Strengthen us. Teach us to learn from our mistakes and to grow spiritually. Father, thank you. 
Thank you so much for giving us these guidance, for giving us your words. We do our best to impart them upon our children. Father, bless our children. Some of them are adults now. Some of them have departed from the home and have gone out their own separate ways. We have done our best to teach them about you, but that's all we can really do. The best thing that can happen to them is when they pray to you, when they worship you, when they seek you, they will be able to find you. Bless them, loving Abba, that they will have an experience of you, one that they will not forget. How blessed are those who live in your presence, a taste of your goodness, of your fellowship with us, that is worth more than anything on earth. Nothing can compare to that, because loving Abba, you, oh Father, mean more to us than anything. Please show yourself to our children that they will always look to you every day and in every way in their life. Our King Yahushua, may you be with us now. May you be in our hearts. May you strengthen our faith. Because of you, though we are weak, we can become strong. Even though we are failures, you made us succeed because you are good. Yahushua, we cry unto you. Remember every household here. Remember every individual. Remember our children. Keep them safe when we cannot watch over them. Be by their side. There's so much evil in this world. But our King Yahushua, you have power and authority over heaven and earth. Please keep them safe. Watch them every day. Keep them from evil influences and safeguard their faith. Father, thank you for listening to our prayers. Help us to dedicate our life to worship you and to live a life according to your will. We believe, Father, you have listened to our prayers. We ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. May Yahuwah Abba's unfailing love and tender mercies overshadow us. The memory and peace of Yahusha strengthen us. And the constant companionship, the Ruach Kadash, be with all of us now and forevermore. Amen.